0: This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King.
1: Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC Trustbooks. Go to hvactrustbooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. Ever wonder about an easy way to build wealth in your business or in your personal life? It's through buying your own building and buying companies. But you say, I don't have the money to do this. So you look for funding sources and you get confused. There are so many out there who may or may not be good for what you need. My guest today, Chris Hearn, founder and CEO of Fountainhead, can help you navigate the financing maze. Chris, welcome to Contractor Sense. Thanks for having me, Ruth. My pleasure. And I know you're a big proponent of people who own businesses to own their own real estate, aren't you?
2: Absolutely. I do it myself even.
1: Yep. You want to give us a little of your history so that everybody can see, you know, how much you struggle just like the rest of us? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Well, I struggle with obviously time management for sure, but um, I've, I've been a small business lender for a little over 20 years. Um, this is my second chapter in the industry. I actually sold my first company to a bank, uh, kind of midway through the great recession and stuck around for a little while and then started over with, with the new company Fountainhead. This month actually marks our fifth anniversary. So I've been doing this for a while. Um, I think I've approved. Thank you. I've approved and closed myself, uh, closing in on about $2.3 billion worth of projects in that time. My management team, however, and myself, we're pushing about $24 billion in total. So we, we're a national direct commercial lender. We've been doing this collectively for, I think we lost track, Ruth. I think it's like 127 years total or something, and it's, it's a lot. We've helped thousands of business owners. We love what we do. We're very passionate about it, and we think it's a absolutely an overlooked wealth creation strategy for business owners.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's it's not only real estate, but you, you know, so for those of you who are thinking, okay, it's only real estate, you know, I'm going to stop listening no, to this. No. It's not. Yeah. It's no. basically helping small business owners build wealth. And it could That's be right. through right. real, real estate. It could be through, you know, one of your buddies comes to you and they said, I want out of my business. Will you buy it? And you go, I don't have any money to do it. Well, this is a way right. that you can get it too, right?
2: Right. And yep. So, or buying out a partner even for that matter. You know, you we'd, we'd finance partner buyouts a lot as well, not just business acquisition and commercial real estate.
1: Yeah. So if you hate your partner,
2: buy them out. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe if it's like your, your parent and you know, they're ready to retire and sail off to the sunset, maybe, maybe it's time to buy them out. This could be a, this could be an alternative for that as well.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there are so many partners who get into business because they both are not really sure. good at the operational side and they stop getting along. And the smart yep. ones have a um, a partnership agreement with a buyout clause in it. And That's right. that actually gets, you know, you would be able to fund the buyout.
2: That's right. Yep. That's what we do that a lot.
1: Absolutely. Yep. So let's talk about some of the types of funding. So, so I'm going to come to you and basically say, Chris, you know, I listened to you talk to Ruth on the, on the Contractor Sense podcast, and I'm interested in stopping to rent anymore and I'm interested in buying rent. my own building. I found yep. a building. What happens?
2: So, well, let me back up just a second, Ruth, because because I think I want to make sure everybody understands. We're, we compete against banks and credit unions who, okay. let's be real, they, you know, do an okay, maybe an adequate job of financing the kinds of things that we're talking about, but we're specialists. this is all we do. So we don't have any other banking products or services. I'm not trying to get people to move their deposits to us or give them a line of credit or take over their payroll or their 401k or insurance and all the other stuff that banks and credit unions do. Just focused on on this. So to back to your question. so how do they start? Um, well let's let's take the real estate piece um so if they're interested in owning their own commercial real estate for uh, you know, to have a home for their business then it's really as simple as most most of the time you're gonna be going from leasing your facility to now hopefully owning your facility. So as a lender, what I what I look for is I look for a healthy business, of course. So I'm gonna look at tax returns and debt schedule and interim financials, PLs, and balance sheet. And I'm gonna to try to make sure that I feel like you know you can cover the cost of, of owning versus continuing to lease. I'm also gonna add back what you've been paying in in uh, your rent I'm going to add that to my cash flow calculation, okay, and oftentimes, because we're stretching out the payment, the repayment terms, we typically do a 25 year amortization, between that and near the historic low on interest rates, oftentimes people are surprised that they can own actually cheaper than they can continue leasing. And when you own, you don't have rent escalators every few years, like, which is very, very common with commercial leases. So that's how we kick off the process. We wanna make sure it makes sense, you know, cash flow positive. Um, oftentimes we surprise people to the upside, which is, hey, you know, you've been paying $10,000 a month in rent, now it's gonna be $8,200, and now you actually own the building, you're your own landlord, and you're building equity in an appreciable asset. So that right. makes a big, big difference in people's lives.
1: Yeah, a lot of times when you're going from ten thousand to eight thousand two hundred, it's more like ten thousand to six. Well, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's amazing because you're stretching out to twenty five years, and right. so it's not like you know, a lease payment you know goes up you know every two or three years and you right. negotiate the lease and you've got something that is an appreciable asset and then it goes from there. So. Is it SBA financing? Is it, you know, government financing?
2: How does it work? Yeah, I do do SBA financing as well as non-SBA financing. So I'm probably most well-known for SBA 504 loans around the country. Um, I've kind of been the evangelist for that for, you know, 20-some years. I've testified before Congress a couple times. I've written the only book about it. Uh, You know, I've been in tons and tons of newspaper and radio and TV and everything else. So that's what I'm mostly known for. We also have a conventional product where, believe it or not, I actually refinance out a lot of SBA loans. And last but not least, we are now one of 14 non-bank lenders who are licensed by the federal government to actually do SBA 7A loans. Those are the loans that are oftentimes used for business acquisitions, partner buyouts, working capital, business debt consolidation, things of that nature. So uh, we're one of only eight for-profit entities that can do that besides banks and credit unions. So okay. um, it's our specialty and that business is, is blowing and going right now. And we really got into it because we had so many clients that historically we could only finance their commercial real estate and they wanted more from us. They're really pleased with our service level, our expertise, our speed. And so we spent two and a half years going through Getting approved by SBA to buy one of these licenses.
1: Yeah, and and they they want your firstborn child, from what I understand.
2: Oh, they know my conduct grade in fourth grade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: absolutely. And the 504 loans are basically just for real estate, correct? Uh, they are. Although you
2: can do them for heavy equipment as well. Uh, although that's that's fairly unusual. Most of the time, it's for owner-occupied, owner-operated commercial real estate.
1: Okay, cool. All right. When we get back from break, we're going to talk through. Okay, I want to buy out my parents. I want to buy out my partner who's driving me crazy. (laughs) Or I want, you know, my friend came to me and said, buy my business. Can we talk about that after the break?
2: Absolutely. Love to.
1: Uh, All right. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. We will be right back. I've seen my client salespeople struggle when a customer asks why they should use your company rather than the competition when your price is higher and you both are proposing the same equipment. I've seen technicians struggle when customers ask them whether they should replace an 18-year-old air conditioner. And most salespeople and technicians never ask the one question that most customers are concerned about, yet never ask, can I trust you? I found a tool that gives your salespeople and technicians the ammunition to answer this question and more, and the tool works. How do I know? 68% of my clients are using it to increase sales and referrals. What is it? A trust book with your name on it as the author. More details are at hvactrustbooks.com. Warning, there is only one contractor per area that can get these great books. Some areas are already taken. They've gone to my clients. If you want your area and want to have a tool for your salespeople and technicians to increase referrals and sales, then go to HVACTrustBooks.com now and reserve your area.
0: Eliminate costly warranty leak repair headaches. Three years ago, Ruth King wrote a leak policy letter for one of her clients who was dealing with huge warranty leak issues. When she gave the letter to technicians and trained them on how to use it, warranty leaks went from zero, that's right, zero. Then she gave the letter to one of her other clients and any contractor who wanted it. The results? The same, zero warranty leak repairs. The unexpected benefits? An increase in replacement sales. Ruth shares the letter with anyone and everyone who wants it. So get your sample leak policy letter for free. No strings, no catches, no guarantee results. Go to HVACChannel.tv or call us at 877-520-4321. Click on the link in the middle of the homepage to get your free leak policy letter. I hope you experience zero warranty leak repairs and eliminate a major costly headache.
1: We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm here with Chris Hearn, who is the CEO and I guess founder, too, of Fountainhead, correct?
2: I am, yes. Yes.
1: So you, you you decided that the being in the banking world after selling your business was not a whole lot of fun. I get it. <laughs> not especially. No,
2: no. There, I think there's a better way to do it, and uh, and I'm pretty entrepreneurial, and and uh, that's not always the best fit in a heavily regulated environment like banking.
1: No, it's not. I mean, I mean, you and I are both very very entrepreneurial, and we yes. uh, would chafe. Let's put it that way at being in the corporate world. That would drive me out. <laughs> well, I
2: was many years ago. I worked I work for GE Capital and Heller Financial, but yes, I, I uh, much prefer running my own show and uh, you know everybody hustling and, and not having any office politics and drama and, and really enjoying what we do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we decided, you decided, know, we talked about before the break that we were going to talk about real estate before the break, and now we're going to talk about mm-hmm. buying our partners and everything else like that. But I want to bring up one thing, is you often can do things that banks screw up, correct?
2: Oh, yeah. I'm called regularly. In fact, on one of the deals that you, you know intimately, yeah. I was called in at the last minute and uh, when the borrower thought it was a done deal, no problem, and I said, well, you know, give me a ring if something goes sideways. Sure enough, they it goes do. sideways. Mm-hmm. I have saved so many deals that, uh, and it's really, it's really horrible. It happens like this, Ruth, but, but so many times, bankers, my competition, they, they walk people down the aisle, and right when they get to the altar, they, they bail on them. Um, it happens all the time. Usually, doesn't happen for a good five, six, seven weeks, and then it occurs, and you know, fortunately, unfortunately, we're tasked with coming in, saving the day, you know, usually with only a couple of weeks left on the contract. Uh, so we can't dilly dally, but it's, um, you know, it's just unfortunate to see that. I mean, we appreciate that, that the people have our, you know, have the, the trust in us to do that. And we certainly do all we can, but I just, uh, I, I wish that we didn't have that dynamic occur. I think, I think a lot of bankers, I think this comes from you know, they're, they're corporate types and they maybe don't have the ultimate accountability like you or I do, or some of your listeners where, you know, we're signing the the front of the checks, not the back of the checks. And that makes a real big difference. And, um, you know, I always tell my people, I say, you know, we're not, we don't confuse activity with results. We are trying, we only get paid when we get results, which is how it usually is in the entrepreneurial world. And so we're not going to try and stuff a pipeline or convince somebody to go down the path with us only to, you know, ultimately say no to them. But we looked for appearances sake, we were doing the right activities to try and get them there. We don't, we don't have time for that.
1: No, you don't play games. I don't play games. No, no. That's the general idea. Okay, so I wanted to bring that up just so that everybody understands that if a banker just screws it up at the last minute, you can call Chris and he might be the White Knight on the on the might White be. Horse. Not a miracle worker,
2: but yes, I, I do I do occasionally uh, get close to a miracle. Sure.
1: <laughs> Coming in and saving the day. All right, so we we talked about the five hundred four type loans, which are uh-huh. basically real estate, or you know, in this mm-hmm. industry, it's not really going to be heavy equipment, except maybe a plasma cutter machine or something like that. Um, right. But let's, you know, let's, let's look at it. Okay. You want to buy out your mom and dad because it's time for them to go and you don't have the money necessarily for their retirement and they want out and they don't want to get a paycheck for the rest of their life. They kind of want to be gone or you have a disagreement with your partner and you say, bye. You know, I'm buying you
2: out. and uh... Hopefully this is before you try to choke them, but yes. yes.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. The choking comes first. Then right. we figure out yeah. how to do then it. You know, oh boy, we need
2: to get out of this. Yeah. So, so what I do in those situations is, uh, first of all, when a, when a business goes to sell, so you could be on the buying side of a business acquisition, or you have a transaction where you're trying to buy out a partner, right? Or some, someone else who's ownership. Um, those are not typically financeable by a conventional bank. it just be, for among other reasons, there's not really any collateral there oftentimes, okay? Mm -hmm. And so bankers shy away from that in general, okay? So that usually leaves either cash, which not everybody has, or seller financing, which not everybody wants. So we are a good alternative to all of that in that we provide what's called SBA 7A loans in those situations. Now SBA requires us to get at least 10% down payment. However, half of that can be um, seller financed. Okay. And we can have more in the seller finance category as well. But oftentimes, that's what you're looking at in those situations. Typically, on a business acquisition, 90% financing, we sometimes can go up to 100% financing on a partner buyout, by the way, if we've got additional collateral. But it's a ten year repayment, so it's it's very good terms and conditions. Uh, we have a government guarantee on it that's part of the reason why we participate in these transactions, even though we don't have much in the way of collateral and so long as the business is healthy and cash flowing well and you know you've paid back your bills and you know you're not don't have big tax liens or you know, recent weird late stuff. payments and all that. Yeah. yeah, the weird stuff, the derogatory. So long as you don't have that, then this is that's probably a transaction that we can we can make happen for you, and it's uh, very advantageous, no doubt.
1: Yeah. So, in all reality, if you're buying mom and dad out, and I'm being totally serious here, the the mm. business is probably doing pretty good, pretty well. Probably. Yeah. And yeah. so it's it's. A really a situation that you know if they decide they wanted to put up their real estate as collateral that would that would help also wouldn't it
2: mm-hmm. sure yeah, sure stuff yeah like that yeah. and and by the way, back to what we were talking about before, if mom and dad were smart and had bought the commercial real estate For the office or the the industrial warehouse or what have you, Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean necessarily they have to sell you that. They could become your landlord. They could just cash (laughs) rent checks or they could sell the property, which is all, by the way, this is what I'm always encouraging business owners to look for. So, you know, you buy the business for mom and dad, maybe they didn't own the real estate. Now you go and buy the real estate down the road and eventually you're going to probably sell or shut down the business one day yourself. If you buy the real estate, you now get another bite at the apple fundamentally with this whole process, so yeah. something to always keep in mind,
1: yep, absolutely, yeah mom mom and dad ending up being your landlord, I had a laugh about that. I'm not sure I'd want my parents <laughs> as my landlord to be perfectly frank.
2: <laughs> well, it depends, I
1: suppose. <laughs> So, anyway, no, I had a really good relationship with my parents. But, you know, when I grew up and it was like I was doing my thing and they were doing their thing, I'm not sure I would want that collaboration, you know, when they were 70, or so to speak. I understand.
2: There is going to be a lot of baby boomers, however, retiring over the next decade who are going to be going through this very thing, whether they're selling the business outright or they're just letting, you know, their kids buy them out partially.
1: Okay. So, we, we have just a little bit of time left together, mm-hmm. so uh, I wanted to get, you know, somebody wanted to get a hold of, of you. How do they do that?
2: They can uh, call us, 407-233-1504, 407-233-1504, or they can visit us online, fountainheadcc.com fountainheadcc.com for commercial capital. And just if they want to Google me, I'm all over the place online, social media everywhere, lots of articles, links, videos, all sorts of stuff.
1: Right, and you have one book out. The name of that book is...
2: Uh, the name of that book is The Entrepreneur's Secret to Creating Wealth, although I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's in publication anymore. It was an Amazon bestseller seven, eight years ago. Um, my new book, which hopefully everybody will pre-order once I get it up there, is called Fuel, What Every Business Owner Needs to Know About Wealth Creation, Growth, and Legacy.
1: Cool. Chris, thank you so much for being with us.
2: My pleasure, Ruth. Thanks for having me.
1: And thanks to all of you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies to help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email King at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.